Welcome back to the Esports Forever podcast. My name is Ryan B. Hebert alongside Jacob Schrader, and today we're bringing you the latest in esports, crypto, and NFT news. Before we get started, Jacob has a few words about our sponsor, EMP.money. Jacob? Of course. Thanks, Ryan, for the introduction. EMP.money is an awesome crypto signerage staking protocol, right? It's built on the Binance Smart Chain. And the pillar of it is that EMP tokens are pegged to the price of Ethereum. They're pegged at a 4,000 to 1 ratio. So 4,000 EMP should equal 1 ETH. The community and the protocol basically work together to keep that ratio intact. Uh, and things have been going swimmingly for EMP money. In addition to their uh, tomb fork-esque of a protocol, they also have the detonator contract, which they recently redid, made even more powerful. Uh, and if you're interested in staking, earning more in your crypto, earning some ETH, you should check them out. Thank you very much, Jacob. Very much appreciate that and appreciate EMP.money. Folks, go check them out. It's a great uh, staking protocol to go and uh, really get involved in. While we do not provide financial advice, it is a great community. They care about the people that invest and are a part of what they're doing. Go check it out. Okay. Number one today, we're starting off with esports statistics. So not just any article here, but we're talking about top viewership for the month of July 2022. Starting out at number five was Arena of Valor, which is a mobile esports game uh, brought to you by Tencent. And it had some really great viewership. Um, and I mean, you know, it's it's just cool to see. Uh, it's 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 mobile gaming and its finest. We know that mobile gaming is is always going to be big, uh, and it's only going to get bigger as phones adapt and get better. We we actually have another article this week to talk about iPhones and why so many companies are choosing them to use as like the premier gaming phone, which we've talked yeah. about before in the past. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more today. Number yeah. four, Apex Legends coming in at number four. Number three, LCK, League of Legends Esports. Consistent viewership, a competitive legacy for a stream. This is not a surprise, but it wasn't number two or number one. Number two was Valorant. Now, this, this article suggests that it's struggling to maintain an international momentum and viewership. I mean... Maybe I, I'm not the pro here when it comes to viewership, but the coolest thing about this article, Jacob, has to be the fact that when talking about data analysis and data statistics, this is what this is all about. You know, I, I've been told, Jacob, that when I go and get my master's, I should study or have a minor in data analysis or data statistics because everybody needs a numbers guy or gal. To, to look at the, the, the data provided and to put it in a way that can be consumable by the common man or woman. And th this is exactly it. Because right now, number one for July 2022 is IEM Cologne, which is a non-major CSGO tournament that uh, had a final clash between Navi and FaZe Clan. Both of these groups have high viewership consistent throughout the tournament in July 2022. Um, but, you know, this event is the last event before the summer break as well for the CSGO scene. But it is not a professional major event. It's a non-major that wow. is highly coveted for people to watch, breaking 1.24 million viewers for the wow. month of July 2022. A non-major. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. The, the most surprising thing to me on this list, or, or the thing I wonder the most about, is 
the arena the the arena of valor stat actually you know i always wonder what percentage of people when they're watching desktop games like you know csgo watch on twitch on the desktop browser oh, true. right i'd be interested to know what percentage of arena of valor viewers watched on their phone right you know is there any advantage there to watching on the desktop is it more enjoyable but i'm really just interested to see you know uh, all these phone players because i'm going to guess most of the fans of this are mobile gamers are they watching twitch on their phone too i mean i know i watch twitch on my phone quite a bit just to pull mm -hmm. it up to watch friends Maybe I'm making lunch, making dinner, or something like that, and I, I got some time to lurk in a buddy's chat or someone's stream. I mean, mm -hmm. I know I frequently toss on Tyler1 just to laugh, right? But uh, it's that's a great question, and uh, I'm sure there are some great statistics behind that. I know this article doesn't go into it, um, but let's, let's move on and get into why is the iPhone so popular for mobile esports and for gaming? Uh, because a lot of people have been asking this question. And so this article from esports.net actually delves into it. And they actually ask a question at the end that I want to start off with, which is, will we see an iPhone series for gaming? Which is a really interesting <laughs> idea. You know, are they going to really go all in on the gaming market and say, okay, we're going to produce an iPhone not just to be an iPhone, but with the specs specifically built so that companies will want to use the iPhone yeah. Even more. I can see that for the sure. Gaming phone. So what I what I think they could do in that regard, right? Remember when they drop, you know, then when they drop the iPhone, sometimes they'll drop like a an iPhone, let's use eleven, for example, an iPhone eleven. And then, you know, they'll they'll generally do like a few subdivisions of that iPhone. Mm -hmm. Right. One year they did a budget iPhone. I don't I don't know which year it was, but it was like I remember it, it, was, the, it was the first year they introduced colors. Yeah. Right. We have a color on the back of your iPhone. And it was a, it was actually a shitty phone, but it sold insanely well. Um, I remember people who had it who who after like two years, it was it was basically fried. But I could really see them doing something like that. Right. The iPhone 14 G. Right. And that's the gaming edition of the iPhone 14. I think it'll sell. Right. I think basically what their plan is, is for it to sell. Uh, they don't really need to change anything. It's pretty clear they have the best tech for gaming. Um, so it makes sense for them to do that. Looking more into this article, Jacob, it talks about what the components of the phone have to do with making gaming a great experience on the iPhone versus Android. So the, the, the article dives into the fact that uh, Apple has some really great technology with their Bionic chips versus the Android Snapdragon, which is kind of their like OS and what's going on on, on most Android phones these days iPhones are not considered the top-tier gaming phone. However, they are preferred by most people, mostly due to the fact that uh, the, the specs and the pieces that come together inside of the phone work typically so flawlessly with most iPhones, yeah. especially the newer ones, mm -hmm. that you know Androids see a lot more issues with overheating than an iPhone does. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember back in the day, I, I'd play COD Zombies on my iPod Touch, and man, that thing would heat up, bro. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember it, it was a lot going on. And just mm -hmm. like a PC, you know, these games put out some, they really make your machine work for its money. They really do. I know, you yeah. know, if, if I'm playing League, it's that's not really testing my computer too hard. But if I'm playing Minecraft on Max graphics with these extra big mo mod modded packs and some other stuff too, my computer's huffing a little bit. Okay, mm -hmm. maybe even some some more like advanced games like uh, 
the Fallen Jedi game at like max graphics, right? Yeah. Like this is the type of stuff that iPhones and and you know, uh, well built computers they can handle that. An Android can too, but sometimes they'll overheat. Maybe there's yeah. a delay or a lag. So, uh, you know, I I think the only thing stopping the iPhone from truly being like the best out there probably has to be price and accessibility because. You know, I, I don't know if you've seen these videos before on the internet, Jacob, but I've definitely seen like fun like funny videos of people like posting about how they'll they'll like try to like bait people while they're driving down a street in India with their phone in their hand and these people off the street will like try to take it from them so mm-hmm. that they can go and like keep the phone for themselves. Which is hilarious because I was watching another video just yesterday about how uh, people there's this like scam where people will have their phone stolen from them and then all of a sudden the person who stole the phone will reach back out to them asking them to log into their phone to get it back but actually all they're doing is getting your apple id so that they can de-assign it from yeah. the phone so that they can then use it because iPhones from the second they're turned on and have an Apple ID attached to them, that Apple ID is now in sync and part of the phone itself. And so the phone basically is a brick unless you're able to somehow get the Apple ID information of those people. It's it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy how, how how it works out and everything. Yeah. So so for you know this one, I think it's an, an issue of software. I just think Apple has better software. And that allows them to run the games better, right? Uh, you know, I see it as the the hardware is the bones, but the software is all the tendons and the blood flow, right? And that relates to cooling. Uh, it relates to just overall functionality, right? You know, little lag spikes. I think a- a- Apple has the advantage on the software side of things, and that just allows their tech to, to flow a little cleaner, flow a little smoother, and the games just run better because of it. I, I don't know, but that's my initial guess. Well said. Well said. Okay. Well, enough time spending on viewership and on uh, why iPhones are so good. Let's talk about one of my favorite topics once again, multiverses. This game has only been getting more popular and getting even bigger after a great showing at Evo, one of the largest fighting tournaments in the country. Uh, Multiverses is, you know, it's been out, but they haven't had their official season one yet. So we've gotten a season one trailer uh and apparently like the the release date was technically yesterday but trust me it's uh it's very buggy i've i've heard Mm -hmm. and seen a lot on the internet and on twitter a lot of people are complaining about the fact that the game just is not fully playable there's a lot of bugs so people uh, people are loving it though i'm seeing a lot of content on this game oh huge content not to mention Rick and Morty have been announced as added characters. Yeah, Black Adam crazy. has been announced as a character to drop once season one comes out. And then uh, there was some other creature. I can't remember their name. starts with an S uh, that was being released as well. That isn't in this article specifically. Um, but they're adding a ranked mode. Uh, they're yeah. adding a classic arcade mode. Uh, th- this is big. And then, of course, they're going to add a battle pass because what game these days doesn't want to make $10 off you per month with a battle pass yeah. to give you some some fun exclusive rewards like Fortnite. I mean, this game, this game looks pretty similar to Fortnite just from uh, like how it's branded, all the oh. cosmetics. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, it's Smash Fortnite. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that, you know, I think Evo probably knew about this game before we did. 
and that's why they were you know okay with taking smash out of it uh it, you know it looks like it came together pretty nicely for them i actually watched some of the stream from the evo yeah uh, it was pretty pretty hype um i don't play these games but i i actually know so i, I went to college with someone who who it who plays them and, and you know was pro a little bit so uh they've always been interesting and and this one i mean i don't know adding rick and morty is crazy the characters they're able to add out of pure content and uh ip it's great it's really it's funny too tom and i'm gonna see tom and jerry versus rick and morty at some point that's yeah, great I, that's sick i love that that morty is a, a bruiser or a, a brawler bruiser yeah, class i know it's that's, that's funny <laughs> it's gonna be good it's gonna be great tank I'm happy morty for it. tank morty like geez rick you know so that that was more like shaggy but you you get the point you yeah. get the point anyways multiverses great job keep doing your thing okay last esports topic here it's uh something that i'm not too familiar with but i thought it was uh it was relevant quadrant uh is uh extending its partnership with the content creation brand elgato so quadrant uh is joined forces to to launch the Create Greatness campaign, which features the founder and McLaren Formula One driver, Lando Norris. The campaign aims to encourage communities to unite, enabling aspiring content creators to create content using Elgato's product range, which mm -hmm. almost everyone in the content creation industry has some form or shape of product from Elgato because, I, I mean, I do. Uh, it's 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 really great stuff. They've cornered yeah. the market on yeah. some really some really good things. Um, they got in they got in there early. Quadrant has been expanded into Halo esports, fielding one of Europe's strongest rosters. Uh, but the brand also has partnerships with uh, SCUF Gaming, controller brand, and actually cryptocurrency exchange platform Gate.io. So, uh, oh, so you, you said SCUF? Yeah, Scuff. Yeah, that's funny. So it's Scuff Gaming. That's funny, man. You, you you just always been on PC, huh? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. I used to be a Halo kid, but I never really got into the esports side of things. So, Scuff you know. Gaming is a big deal. They're uh, they make basically custom controllers that uh, it allows you to jump using buttons on the back of the controller. That oh they yeah, add. okay, yeah. They no, make those I, modded They're controllers. They're cool though. I have one of them, actually. I have a Scuff controller somewhere. That's hilarious. Okay, well. I mean, it's it, this is pretty cool, uh, Quadrant. You know, this all I all I see here, pro content creator. They just want to help people, mm -hmm. you know, do more. Although, it's a pretty saturated market out there. You know, I I didn't include this article, but uh, there were I think uh, recently Ninja's been under fire for his uh, two hundred dollar masterclass on streaming mm -hmm. and being a content creator. And I think it was him or somebody else that made a comment about if you've got like fifty or less viewers, just give up. You know, uh, there <laughs> there are there are people who you know are able to do it, and then you know there are some people who aren't. And so uh, he also said in his his uh, his master class, people clipped it. He basically was like, "Yeah, uh, there's this thing you can do. Just just Google it. Just look it up. I'm not going to talk about it here." People were like, this dude really had me pay $200 for, for him to tell me, look it up, bro. Okay. Okay, got you. Got you. I see how it is. Yeah, I saw the Masterclass. I don't know. I, I was never going to watch it. Uh, I think Masterclass is well-branded. I think they do a good job getting people to buy their courses. I don't know how, how valuable those courses could ever be, though. 
Well, I've actually like seen like an in-depth breakdown. I so way back in the day, Kevin Spacey was one of the first ever master class like acting teachers that they had yeah. on there. And so uh there on on somehow online I found all of the classes and the homework that this one person had done and then videos of kevin like responding back to the person basically mm -hmm. being like oh yeah this is how you do this and this you know or try this and you know that sort of stuff really cool that's helpful, really cool yeah, yeah it, it was it, it was interesting to see so for some people it is something that they want to you know invest into and try and for others it's like eh, maybe not maybe not i don't know but there is something we do know though it's that uh, in the Ethereum ICO era, uh, one of the whales in recent weeks has transferred 145,000 ETH in the coming weeks before what they call the merge. So the merge, we've talked about it last week. It's this big event that's coming up uh, sometime in September that is going to revolutionize Ethereum, make it uh, the processes faster, cleaner. Uh, better for the environment, uh, just better overall for Ethereum. But this huge whale in Ethereum has been transferring ETH to different wallets. And people no people notice this. this. And this is a lot of money to be moving around. I mean, that this is no chump change right now. Yeah. So uh, this is big. Yeah. So, so w what's going on here is, right, Ethereum is going from proof of work to proof of stake. That means that instead of miners having to, you know, do all these difficult calculations to, to, you know, keep the blockchain going. It's just going to be proof of stake, which is what, mm. uh, Binance is. It's what all recent blockchains do. It's, it's basically staking. Um, what this whale may be looking to do is to buy a validator node, right? So part of proof of stake is that there are nodes that basically are automated miners in a sense, right? They push the transaction through transactions through instead of, um miners so you know this person i think it's 32 eth to buy a node um and oh, he may be okay. buying a, or he or she may be buying a lot of them he may be they may be buying a lot of nodes sounds good i appreciate your insight there because uh i i am clueless clueless about that sort of stuff so yeah it's exciting uh you know it's interesting because ethereum's go that ethereum's changing the basis of their blockchain which you know doesn't sound incredibly decentralized, but I think there's a lot of trust in the Ethereum network with uh, Vitalin. I, I can't really pronounce his name so well. Vitalin but, Buterin. Yeah, the man himself. Uh, it's interesting. There's going to be a lot of you know news about ETH in the coming months. And we'll be here to talk about it. We'll be Absolutely. here to talk about it. So yeah, and, and, cool. You know, just one more thing. Best part about that is if you're in our sponsor EMP Money. You're going to be benefiting from all of this, right? If if proof of, you know, proof of stake works for Ethereum, that's a big deal for Ethereum. Um, so yeah, can't wait to see it happen, man. Can't wait to see it happen. Okay, something uh, a topic that I love, so that's why it's in here. <laughs> Shiba Shiba Inu Coin and Dogecoin jumping on uh, risk behavior returns to the crypto market. So, you know, these meme coins, shit coins, whatever you want to call them, Dogecoin being the, the king, Shiba Inu coin being a, another small king itself, too. These are, you know, overhyped, volatile coins that recently saw some, some spikes. 
Kobe. Uh, recently saw some spikes due to some rises in the market. Ethereum going up, BTC going up again. And so people are like, ooh, returned faith to the to the shit coins. Yeah. Not really. Not really. And it's not like it was much of a jump anyways. And these days, a, a small jump in these is like going up a, a fraction of a cent, if not maybe closer to a cent for Doge and l- fractions of a cent for Shiba Inu. I mean, I, I went and checked my profiles. I didn't see anything too big. Look, it is not 2020 where I would wake up and find that my Dogecoin portfolio had gone up another $500 overnight. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I kept waking up every day freaking out about the fact of yeah. how much I had. I remember, bro. I was there too. I, I didn't sell. I didn't sell. I still have it. I'm still a hodl. Yeah. Still hodling, bro. So uh, and I'll keep hodling. I'll keep hodling. I'm I'm yeah, down. I saw I saw the Shiba news. It, it passed ten billion again in market cap. I immediately thought of you. So uh, I have I a lot of sheep coin. I have a lot yeah. of sheep coin. So any day it decides to become a cent, you will never see me again. <laughs> I've got like six hundred something thousand. Yeah. Or or more. It's That's it's awesome. a ridiculous amount. It could be six hundred million. I I don't know. It's a lot of sheep coin, but there are people who own way more than me too. So that's the funny part. It's like, you know, I've put like 10 bucks into each of these and I'm like, oh man, look at my returns. And then there are people who've put like thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars who are like, yo, check out my returns. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, okay. I want to risk that many zeros in in a shit coin. Sure. Absolutely. Not really. Psych. Never, never. I'm not going to do that. Unless, yeah, it's like, it's too volatile for me. Too volatile. Okay, 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 okay. Mark Cuban, crypto extraordinaire. Profit? Maybe not. Going broke with uh, one of his wonderful ventures, crypto lender Voyager, declaring bankruptcy. Mark Cuban uh, having put in, you know, a lot of money into this. But not just Mark Cuban, lots of other investors and folks getting in who are now filing claims uh, saying that, you know, if it wasn't for Cuban and Voyager's staff being like, yo, invest in us, we wouldn't have lost our money. And it's like, I don't know if this is going to hold up in court. I really don't. You know, you're supposed to do your own research. And, you know, if so, if someone comes to you and says, hey, come and make this investment, there's always the chance that it does fail. I mean, not not everything is guaranteed 100%. Well, yeah. about $5 billion was lost. So, you know that that is actually a, a pretty penny uh, to to be upset about. I understand that. However, again, uh, unless there was some guarantee of of yeah, return exactly. that we were talking that was talked about or promised to them, yeah. I really don't see how it's going to hold up at all for anybody to be really this upset. Companies yeah. go bankrupt, especially crypto companies that are extremely volatile and drop and waste all of their money into assets that maybe did not help them. And in this case for Voyager, uh, it did not. Yeah. It's either that or, uh, the, the partnership news wasn't announced yet. And he said it too early, but there's like zero chance. It's, it's that, I mean, he's, I don't think, I don't think this is going to be successful. Right. Uh, Warren Buffett talks about what's in his portfolio all the time. Everyone does this. This is just part of the world. Yep. It's true. It's true. Well, in this case, um, this article was like Mark Cuban's in trouble, and I'm like, ah, I don't think Mark Cuban's in trouble. I think he's just fine. 
But who knows? Who knows? Maybe he had a lot more money tied up into it than the other investors. So you never know. But if he, yeah. he's a, he's a, he's a smart guy. I don't think he'll be going broke anytime soon. And if he does, I think people would help him out. I mean, he's. I feel like he's one of the nicest billionaires with this, uh, the the RX company that he started for cheap medication in the United States. Oh yeah. I mean, awesome. I think every person would come and help Mark Cuban if he needed something. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Anyways. Mark anyways, Cuban's a good guy. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's he's fun. Yeah. I see, I see your next article. NFT games have edge over money in. No money out games. This is basically saying NFT games have an edge over traditional games, says Polygot's Urbit Goal. What do you think about this? You know, so this is something that um, a lot of people say, and I, I, I'll bring up this example again. CSGO has a well-known market for folks buying and selling different skins and guns in the game. Now, in an NFT model, if, if you were to take this and put it onto a blockchain, you would make it so that this process is not as uh, criminal so that there isn't some type of uh, you know trade that happens that isn't fair for one side or the other, making sure it actually goes through. People actually get paid for what they're wanting to get paid for. Uh, there's, there's a lot of proof of like, okay, this sale is going to happen. And, I mean, I, I think this is true for most games. I, I think, you know, Fortnite Fortnite could be an excellent example where if that company took their game and said, we're going to make it so that trading skins is on the blockchain. And so you can officially sell your skins in-game. And you can either get ready. So they could either do real, real like, currency or... You could do in-game credit, right? That could then buy you more skins to keep a running internal economy for the company that would that would thrive. I think it would thrive because they would be able yeah. to keep introducing new skins and things for people to buy. People they could then resell due to the limited quantity of said skins. And there already are limited quantity of said skins. Like this is already a thing for accounts that played way back in the day that got special skins, that now have things that people don't have, right? Fortnite's so funny because people are like, it's been this many days since this skin was in the shop. And I'm like, how the frick are you, like, waiting uh, multiple years counting? You know, there are lists online that you can look up and go, it's been this long since this skin appeared daily in the wow. shop. I think it's hilarious that there are people who sit around counting the days and then here's the biggest thing because of this system uh you know it, it's kind of like reprinting tcg cards for pokemon you buy a booster box when you know the cards are really being hyped up and there's a limited quantity and then the pokemon company two months later comes out and goes we're uh, issuing reprints we're going to print more cards for the set all of a sudden, the value for your cards and for your booster box go down immensely on the reseller market because all of a sudden they're putting out reprints because they recognize the fact that people are trying to, you know, make use of the secondary market as a way to make some money. Yeah. And so for Fortnite, if they are to do this, right, if they just start re-releasing skins after a number of, you know, random number of days... You know, one second your skin could be worth $500, the next second they put it out, and you're back to MSRP. 
because anyone could, could, could just get it in the shop that day. Now, the next day when it's gone, that could change. Maybe it changes once again. But it, it doesn't help with the fact that more people would then get access to it rather than it being a limited quality good with high demand or, you know, low supply. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's a great point of, you know, combining the in-game credits with a crypto economy. I think that's the winning solution. Um, I Hire think me. that's highly epic. Right. Uh, that could be the move for a lot of these other big gaming giants to get into the blockchain space. Big time. Big time. I think it could be pretty cool. But yeah, we've seen this before. Articles and people talking about, just put in a blockchain. It'll make the in-game selling of items a lot easier and a lot less sketchy. I mean, sure, maybe. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's tough. What it still? I'm, yeah. I'm already looking on to the next article, and it is a funny one. Oh yeah, that's why I put it in there. Feel free to to start off. <laughs> okay, so Amaranth, I believe that's her name, launches an adult NFT marketplace. Oh yeah. Anna Ramth, I believe, was the girl who sold her farts. Is that correct? <laughs> one of many, probably, at this point. Uh, yeah, she's she's one of those. Yeah, she sold her farts and then, like, passed out from the medical distress. Oh, of, like, yeah. Like, having to do that. And then she was like, wow, this is not safe for my body. She's, she's one of the most well-known, like, e-girl titty streamers on twitch uh you know starting the hot tub trend and and more uh twitch specifically she's she is part of the reason why twitch has rules around what you can and can't write on your body and wear on stream like it's it's oh, yeah when you want to talk about you know uh making rules for the sake of having to make rules amaranth is a streamer who the company has had to definitely like put their foot down and be like okay you're pushing the line here and we we got it we have to draw it in the sand somewhere there um, is a difference between twitch and only fans yes there is i'm They're not sure she got that at the start well the funny thing is is that twitch is not a site known for discoverability right but she is able to use twitch as like a huge platform for her to stream Basically, to just get people who are who are feeling horny, who are whatever, yeah. uh, to to kind of just watch her, just simp, right? Um, I don't actively watch Amaranth personally, but I I've definitely yeah, tuned into yeah, her yeah. stream. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> get out of here! I've got a girlfriend. I don't need to watch Amaranth. Later out. But uh, no, I got you. I got you. No, so I've tuned into her streams before, right? I've seen what they're all about, and I go, yeah, this is kind of lame. But I can understand why someone would tune into them for the sake of being horny. And that that's I have it. tuned into them too, actually. That's, that's literally, lie. I mean, that's literally because yeah. Twitch puts her to the front of their page. They you do. want to talk about discoverability, Twitch does promote her. Twitch, the algorithm actively promotes Amaranth, which is not something that I would expect. But here we are. But yeah. uh, I've looked, you know, I look into this uh, this article more. Amaranth launching an adult NFT marketplace. She wants to connect other female e-girl streamers to editors, uh, you know, publish people who publish, uh, publicize that sort of stuff. She wants to help them uh, get bigger and stuff. 
I don't really think that this is a community aspect idea for her. I really think this is more of a, I'm going to make money off of people. And yeah, I think that's what this is. It's just a, another moneymaker for Amaranth. I really don't think this is in the good of my heart. I want to help out other female creators to get bigger. Like that's what this says. And I'm like, why would you? I agree with that. Why would you? I don't think her, her business model and what she does has ever been, you know, oh, yeah, uh, I definitely want to help out other people to do exactly what I'm doing. Because if that was the case, then she'd have competition, which she does. There are other people who do what she does. But she's one of the biggest names in the uh, in the scene for what she does. So good for her. Happy for her. But um, I don't know. I think this might be a little bit of a scam. Could be, Could be a rug pull. Could be a rug pull. I'm just going to put that out there. Speaking of, uh, well, not rug pulls per se, but uh, Pudgy Penguins. Now, I have have not heard of this NFT project, but their project has been pumping and going up because they did announce that they were selling physical toys of some of the NFTs of the Pudgy Penguins. This is an interesting utility, right, to tell your users, listen, we're going to choose a select number of pudgies and we're going to make them into physical items in the real world. Now we've talked about this before and how the correlation between real physical world items and making them into NFTs, that doesn't work. But how about taking an NFT and turning it into a real physical world item? Now mm-hmm. that's a little bit different because we're not making uh, uh, NFTs based on the ownership of a physical item. No, we're, we're making physical items based on the nft right which is a little bit different and it's not like oh i own this pudgy penguin physical collectible plushie it's like no i own this pudgy penguin nft and they're now making uh, a plushie of my nft compared to the other ones okay i could see why you'd want to get in and maybe have like uh, a physical version of your pudgy penguin i think it's cool yeah I think choosing select penguins is really cool, actually, um, where some of them automatically get turned into physical items. I also it just reminds me of Webkins. I think it's a good NFT to oh, yeah. do a physical drop with. They're cute characters. I think this is cool. I, I think it's uh, you know kind of unique in the way that they're doing it. Uh, I hope it works out for them. Yeah, me too. I I thought this was pretty cool. And while it sounds kind of weird to be like, oh yeah physical item to nft nah nft to physical item yeah it's weird that that sort of sounds like it works yeah not gonna lie um it it really does sound like it's a better plan than me taking a baseball card taking a photo and going when you own this nft you now have proof of ownership of this physical object or at least the virtual version of it right or something like that whatever you want to do we've seen it all now we we've seen it all over the many months that we've been doing this. Here we are. So Absolutely. we'll see where Pudgy Penguins go. But folks, thank you so much for tuning in today. Really, really appreciate all of you. That's all we have time for. Once again, big shout out to EMP.money. Go check out their staking protocol. Ethereum is on the up and up, and uh, you could be too. Now this is an <laughs> fi- official financial advice, but uh, from how the community's been doing and by how Jacob, is, how happy Jacob is every single day that I talk to him. So far, it sounds like EMP is is doing just fine. Yeah, absolutely is. And, And thank you, everybody, for listening today. It was a lot of fun.
If you enjoyed this content, please follow us on our streaming platforms. Uh, subscribe onto YouTube. Drop a like. Comment down below. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all those wonderful sites. Until next time, we out.